0: It's such a pleasure to have you with us. We had your brother Wissam a few months ago when we started the show. And yes. now it's
1: you. Thank you. Thank you. It's my pleasure. You know, as I said earlier, uh, I accepted to do this uh, interview, not because I know how to cook, but because I want just to talk to you in and, Dardish, and as we say in, in Arabic. Just to chat together, because I love your work, I love everything you do, and it's such a pleasure just simply to talk about food with you.
0: But Adnan, you're being very modest because you actually cook very, very well, (laughs) and you've perfected it maybe with the lockdown into a performance, Um, whether it's you cooking (laughs) musakhan, whether it's you doing labna, like it's, it's become, I mean, I enjoy talking to you about food and I love your music. But I think what you've done with food is just fantastic because you're <laughs> telling everybody at home you can cook very good Palestinian food. Definitely.
1: Uh, well, I've always cooked. Uh, I can't say that uh, the, the, now the virus has making me cook more, but it's simply making me probably try and cook it dif- differently every time just to try to achieve something different daily because we're in lockdown now almost three months. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to see things different. I want to see uh to taste differently today my So I do it. And uh since anyway we cannot perform musically, let me perform with with my uh food. <laughs> uh, I, I felt that people there want they want me on, on Instagram, they want to uh me to cook other things the more than play other things. So yella why not?
0: But you're enjoying it. You're enjoying it so much that you're doing things. I mean, the city Musakhan is just fantastic. The idea of <laughs> reinterpreting Musakhan is just fantastic.
1: Thank you. and he, as I said in the video, it was uh, when I was living in Paris, and the, the, really the, the the idea of the city meal. Uh, was important for me. It was. It was actual. It was honest. It was realistic. Since we were just going uh, uh, from place to another place, traveling, and then going back home, uh, you don't have much in the in, in your uh, fridge, so you you tend to do things fast. But then, this that you have twenty minutes to do a, a dish, kind of became a limit. Uh, but I said, you know what? Why not do real stuff. Within those uh, 20 minutes And I started doing this uh, Trays of msakhan But small uh, Mm -hmm. uh, This is how I I welcomed my parents For the first time To see me uh, In the diaspora How I live I welcomed them Like welcome to my life This is how I do my msakhan And they loved it since then
0: But your parents are extremely good cooks. Your father has an exceptional relation with nature. I mean, it's thanks to him and what he's taught you that I am finding out about a lot of herbs from the Nazareth area. Um, Indeed. But it seems like the three of you have inherited this.
1: We have inherited uh, um, something what I call the Ma'ati. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> because, and I I do blame It's really something that Ma'ati, what I mean is is uh, Being so picky about food Whenever we go to restaurants Me and Wissam and Samir Our technical rider is so complicated For certain uh, uh, organizers But for us, it's so simple um, Cook something fresh and good And we will eat it But you cannot really Write this down in in the, uh, in the your rider. But we inherited this uh, being picky because my mom cooked amazing food, still cooking amazing food. Uh, and this is what my sons actually are becoming today. Whenever we go to a restaurant, they're like, uh, we're not sure, Hatem, he's just like so picky. But w- whenever we're in the house, he comes to me, Baba, you're an amazing cook. He eats... <laughs> Bisharaf, he eats so well, uh, home food, and that's something indeed we inherited from my parents. My my granddad, he was a chef. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was cooking as as professional chef. He was making his own sausages. He was making his own wine. He was making his own Lebanese. A Lebanese today. I'm um, I'm I'm here in my studio. I'm looking at the Lebanese dripping. Uh, water and I just remember my
0: grandma uh, isn't isn't this Lebanon dripping its water one of the most beautiful moments exactly I I wanted even to
1: create a track with the the rhythm but it keeps changing the rhythm it gets slower and slower but that's what's fantastic it's amazing the smell of it in the room I keep it in this room and I go and I smell my grandmother's room
0: wow but you, your family is very attached to the the workmanship, whether it's with the odes, whether mm-hmm. it's with the music, and obviously with the food. So there's something that, that I think is very Palestinian about this attachment to what our hands create. Uh...
1: Yeah, I I never I never thought about it like this. I've never seen, uh, seen seen it realistically. But um, sometimes Hatim, my son, tells me, Baba, you're good at doing this. You're so good at doing that. And I didn't. I did take this from my father. My father is able to do everything. Whatever you give him in his hands, whether being creative, is one side of it. Or doing things perfectly, uh, having the right tool for everything. My father, when he wanted to do violin, his first violin, mm-hmm. uh, there was no tools for him in the city. Uh, the 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 tools for cre- mm-hmm. to create a violin are so sophisticated, so small, and so variant. He went and he created his own tools. Wow. He made his own tools and and when he went and showed it to a real uh, violin maker, he told him, "Where did you get those tools he My father showed him the tools, and he said, "I've done them my own with my own hands." Mm-hmm. so not only creating something with tools but creating tools my I'm very proud of him my uncle uh, my the, my my mother's brother mm-hmm. he can create a, a robot. Machine as big as the house, you can put something uh, content in the beginning, and then at the end, it's another product. He's so genius with these things. Uh, Anything I need, just you know, technically to ask to wonder, (laughs) I just (laughs) call him. And he says, Yeah, that's you, just do it like this or like that. Um, Now, me, I'm I'm even so into uh, uh, um, planting. Growing my own vegetables, growing my own herbs, gr- growing my own seeds, my own flowers, uh, to try to, to to see the difference of the flavors, what it gives, to water them today or tomorrow, how it gives, how it reflects in in in, uh, in any plate that we we're gonna eat. Uh, I remember when when you saw that I'm planting mulchigi, you said Adnan, just go and uh, and take some. Uh, mini plants of the Mluchiya the and try something. Mm-hmm. I am going to do it. Tomorrow I'm going to call you and I'm going to ask you what can I do with it because what can I do with it? What uh, you can I'm do gonna... with it,
0: Adnan, is, you know, I, I, that's something which I think is fantastic with planting. We tend to always want the perfect, mature vegetable or herb. Mm-hmm. But in reality, I think there's a lot of herbs when they're tiny, tiny, they've just come out and sprouted,
1: They're mm-hmm. such
0: a powerful condensation of flavor. Yeah. And for yeah, me, yeah. it reminds me of being a bit the little naughty boy. My grandmother <laughs> used to plant her a plot of land next to her house. Mm-hmm. And on days where I was off school, I would sleep at my grandparents' home. And in the morning, I'd go down to the land with my grandmother. And, you know, she'd be looking at the courgettes that have mm-hmm. grown enough so she can do a kusamashi with them or things yeah. like that to pick. And I'd be running around and usually when you're a naughty little kid, you like end up ones. eating stuff that's very small. Yeah. And like, yes. it's, you know, one Sauary of Soury f- and nice <laughs> and fresh. And fresh and sweet very often Yeah, because, you know, kids love like natural sweets. Um yes. and, and the
1: green peas, Hatim. Never, never <sighs> I've never been able to cook my green peas because Hatim used to eat them in the allotment already.
0: But he's right. Uh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. I agree. Warat
1: Dawali now,
0: he's eating my Warat Dawali fresh from the tree. I, I saw your well Dawali uh tabha <laughs> from your little tree, which is yes. quite quite impressive. But but even that I think is something that's very common in your family. Because I see that all of you are planting stuff differently, yeah. um, and and Wissam is planting it a bit in a wild manner in the streets of Paris. <laughs> I, th- I think if we, we let him go on with Zatar, we're going to end up having Zatar all over Paris. I think Paris. he
1: gave up. I think he gave up two two weeks ago. I think he called me. and He said, "You know what? I'm I'm going to pick them my own myself, put them in uh, in pots." On my balcony because otherwise I'm, gonna, I'm not going to live with them Just seeing them going every day uh, Haram, I think he gave up <laughs> And Samir I think felt this passion because I, I had since four years I came here to, uh, to UK and it was the first time that I learned what allotment means mm-hmm. And I had my allotment since four years And I've shown them every, every season what I can grow uh, Last year I've grown 144 courgettes from one seed Wow. Yeah, that was like what a a triumph. Uh, and I think it's because the more you um you you pick pick them small the more it can it have to produce instead. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. But so it's courgettes there are small courgettes right?
1: They're... Yeah, the, the seeds are from Palestine definitely. Oh. Ah. This yeah. is I'm I'm growing my own uh, country in my
0: house here in in London. <laughs> <Do you laughs> mi- how much do you miss your country's food? Wh- what do you miss about it? Uh, I think I miss
1: the social uh, effect and the social, um, you know, the, the ceremonies, social ceremonies mm. ar- around food um unfortunately here in london the way i eat even even with my wife and kids and and her family uh because we all have our work our our lives etc that's it the time for food is kind of limited in nazareth uh once you sit on the table it could last for the whole night because food keeps coming and i i used to be like this like they come in my house and I cook something, and then, while we're just still sitting, I go again in the in the fridge, I find something else. I just cook it on the same place. That was exactly how I used to live in Paris. The kitchen was in the middle of the of the house of the flat in Paris, and my friends just used to come uh for a drink, and I keep making those little plates uh because this i don't know. It's a social ceremony. We're just sitting and our mouths has to be still mulching something. <laughs> but uh I think this is what I miss. <laughs> the families. Yeah,
0: yeah. It, it's that's what I think is fantastic with our food is it assembles people in a manner mm-hmm. where there's a like total disharmony. Because if anybody of our listeners has never attended a Palestinian family gathering, usually we have a fight about <laughs> if the food is done the right way or not. Exactly. And if there's a few of the people around the table that are cooks, um, yeah. whether you know, I mean house cooks even, everybody has a yeah. fight on, oh, but what was the tatbida of the... Uh, Kusamashi and what did you use yeah. to make your hummus and and things like that? Yeah. But then we usually end up having also a fight about polit- politics in like three seconds. <laughs> and and you're right, it's it's a very socializing, yeah. you know, disharmonious harmony of of <laughs> the, the people's voices. And that's true. In in that's Western. In Wait. Nazareth,
1: it couldn't end with with uh, us singing and us uh, playing. All, all the family could just join with singing. This is for us. That was every week, every weekend. We would make it, whether in our house or in my grandma's or our uncle. And yeah, but indeed, once the two chefs uh, and I don't know why they called it the housewives. But, but we are men now, and we're. I'm the housewife of the of the house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the cook here. How do? How should they call us? Uh, but yeah, whenever this auntie meets with that one, oh no, this is how I do my uh, kofta. No, you don't know how to do your kofta. You just try it. That's that's true. Fight over over flavors, but that makes makes a better uh, quality at the end. Nazareth is full of of great restaurants. Uh, as as simple as the falafel idea. Mm-hmm. Um, we all just keep talking, which one is your favorite in Nazareth? And that's what makes the other one. Next week, add a different spice to it.
0: And, and, and with we're the, always winners. And with the ladies that you're describing, the aunt, this aunt, and this aunt, actually mm-hmm. what it did is also preserve our cuisine. Because we don't have written books Of the history of Palestinian cuisine, but it's maybe you know this lady having a fight with this lady about who does better uh, fattoush, that basically has everybody else hear the recipe, and then it goes on and on and on.
1: Yeah, masbut. Someone has to keep pulling it back.
0: Yeah, yeah. What's Mm. your favorite Palestinian dish? Whoa Uh. Oh my God,
1: it's it's hard to tell. Um, like the it thing used to be, I think it used to be Warat Dawali.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but now, you know, when, when we are kids, there are many things that we used to hate, such as Mjaddara. Yeah. I couldn't stand it. And now it's a flavor that I really, really need in my life this uh, bitterness and sweetness of of the 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 onions mm-hmm. in the in the lentils uh, i love mjaddara now uh, in... i love mlukhi that's why i grow my own lucky <laughs>
0: it's funny you talk about mjaddara because i'll tell you the a, a secret of the show actually out of all the recipes we've recorded for the show the mm-hmm. one that's getting the most hits and listens is mujaddara yeah, and people are just obsessed with mujaddara and i think part of it is because there's this very interesting taste of of the caramelized onions with the very earthy yeah. lentils yeah. but i think also it's because there's like this new consciousness of oh well palestinian food can be healthy and yeah, for very true. for a very long time, people perceived, in general, the cuisine of the Levant and maybe ours a bit more, as like, oh, it's all meat based and it's all, which is not true, and mm-hmm. Must seasons not true at all. And for for you who's growing now, your your vegetables and your herbs, you realize that our cuisine is totally seasonal, and it's based Definitely. on the rhythm of fruits and vegetables definitely um, uh, in
1: in every sense it's this is i think one part of me why i'm i'm creating my uh, growing my own food is how to uh, to have enough satisfaction um, of the use of products uh, mm-hmm. it does reflect as well on meat uh, but definitely uh, the respect of the product that you have um I remember even in my wedding, to be honest, in my wedding, me and Tamara, we refused to put as much as mezzi uh, mm. as everyone does in the weddings. Because everyone does that, because if you don't do that, they say that he's greedy. <laughs> I went to the, to the chef uh, of, of the hall and I said, I want this and this and this and that in big bowls, nothing else. If they want to say greedy, okay, but the second day I'm not gonna throw it in the bin, because I know that once once anyone just in Nazareth takes a bite from one plate, one guy comes and changes the plate, mm. um, and this can this feeling of satisfaction of something small that you have in your garden, I got it as well from my my father. Uh, from the way he grows things in his garden I got something I don't forget I will never ever forget uh, Once he, mm-hmm. he, he So he had to butcher a uh, a lamb He prayed before that But then I've seen how he's cut things So when we have to use every bit of this And that comes from what we call halal. Halal is not only the way you cut. Halal is also how you use it. Mm -hmm. So we don't throw anything. Uh, Back to Asr al-Jahliyy. I I bet they're not jahiliyyin. They're uh, more aware than, uh, than us today. Because they knew how to reserve the meat. How to use every bit of the skin, of the hair, of the the guts of the eyes, of the balls, of the feet, of everything, of of the skull, how to preserve and respect this animal that we had to kill for us. This is what I call halal, not only the bit of killing the the animal. And I wish this will will reflect on many, many other uh, people. This is, for me, is part of being vegan or, or vegetarian. The, using less meat, less and less meat. Not only not using it completely, but simply respecting today what you had to kill.
0: You know, it's it's when we talk about being responsible, and you you've touched now two subjects that are extremely important. One is at your wedding, you and Tamara, um, how you were conscious of food waste. But then the other, mm-hmm. which is using an animal and using all of the animal which are sense. things that are disappearing in certain parts of the world and in other parts of the world people are becoming extremely conscious mm-hmm. finally of you don't want every piece of meat in the restaurant to look like each other you actually want mm-hmm. to know that that whole animal is being used you mm-hmm. with with the fantastic Cuisines we have, and then with the very different cooking methods, you can technically cook every single piece of meat in a different manner to make sure you're getting at the end a flavorful and soft piece of meat. And part of the Palestinian cuisine, if you look at at it a bit from from afar, is we go from direct heat, which is the mashawi, the grills mm-hmm. on on coal. Mm-hmm. Two things like zarb, which are an underground cooking at very very low temperature yeah. for a very long time. Well, you yeah. know what zarb is today in modern kitchens? It's called sous vide. Mm-hmm. You put you put the the meat in a in a package. You remove the, the air and you cook it in a water bath for for two days. Yeah. It's zarb. It's 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 the same principle, wow. um, yeah. and and that's really where I think we have to look at our roots to really learn from what our parents and grandparents and great-grandparents used to do. Um, How? I mean, it's a bit what you're doing with music, which is you do create quite classical Mm -hmm. music, sonorities, in extremely modern and a new approach to, to classical Arabic music and classical Palestinian sonorities. It, it's a bit, that, I think there's a big parallel between those two in, Definitely. in your identity. And I, I feel that's very... Um,
1: Definitely, there must be. There must be, because um, in different, in music, it's, it's um, what you create today, you can be anytime at any time, in the future, can be uh, traditional. That's why today you have big responsibility how to represent in the future the tradition. Mm -hmm. So we can keep advancing, we can keep doing new things, but you cannot completely delete uh, what was yesterday. That's why it's a big responsibility for each musician... To respect first of all the tradition And why there was this tradition Why this sentence we say it this way and not that way Why we cook this way and not this way The techniques of cooking Are exactly as Al-Maqamat al-Arabi Al-Maqamat The musical Maqams uh, it's, it's 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 roots But in the same time it's rules um, I always have like An argument with, with uh, People who cook uh, let's just boil this piece of meat, okay, but um, did you fry it first a little bit? Did you <laughs> put any spices first? just how how did you fry it? How much did you fry it? I mean, I cannot see just any piece of meat put in in the water without having it fried tiny bit, you know, just the skin from outside uh, it's some some rules, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, But, I don't know, some rules, I've taken it from my mother or from my grandmother, that could be as if it's the
0: basic maqam of musika arabiya. Uh, You're totally correct. You're not wrong. Your mother and grandmother and all of our mothers and grandmothers, for Mm. me, are the guardians of this fantastic kitchen. Mm -hmm. And it is the base, like the maqamats. It is, yeah. you know, I I do quite modern reinterpretations of of Palestinian food, but without the makams of my grandmother and my mother, I wouldn't be able to create anything. Exactly. And mm-hmm. they're the base we need to 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 work on. Definitely. But so I feel from from what you're saying is how important for you all of this is, the the food, the identity, and at the same time you were describing earlier how you had 20 minutes to eat when you were on tour, and Mm -hmm. you had to recreate Palestinian delicacies in in 20 minutes, and the Mm msakhan was one of them. Mm -hmm. So my question is, what was the worst meal you've ever had? (laughs) <laughs> what was the worst
1: meal i've ever had i've done myself because i've done bad ones no i do there
0: not yours we all fail but no no like what's the worst meal you've had of, of food anywhere in the world you
1: know whether yeah it's... i i remember now i remember now on tour on tour uh we see a lot we have a lot uh we are picky enough, but at the end of the tour of three days, I think we were in in Russia. Uh it's We we could not eat uh, much of their food. You feel that it's it's poor in in kitchen or we were not presented to the right uh restaurants. At the end, okay, we went, we arrived to a hotel and that hotel Is a very good hotel. They said that it has a very good um, uh, restaurant. Okay, me and Samir and Wissami go downstairs to the basement. Amazing restaurant, amazing, uh, you know, decoration and things. Kind of safe. You feel, okay, you're going to have a meal. Mm -hmm. I ordered uh, meat, steak, Samir ordered the same. And I think Wissam ordered something called... I forgot what they call it, but it's something like schnitzel. (laughs) Uh, And we get, me and Samir, our two steaks. But the meat, you don't even recognize that it's meat. It's processed. um, All sticky together. There's not even... One little hole for it to breathe, so it's it's like um, like paste. Mm. Uh, and uh, with Sam's schnitzel, is you feel that it's been frozen and uh, put in a done cooked already with the bread oh. on it, frozen and then put inside boiling water uh, to defrozen it, de- defreeze it, and then put on it some oil it was horrible it was like no way can i have some just tomato and <laughs> even tomatoes we couldn't have it that 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 was a nightmare restaurant uh yeah <laughs> one of the unforgettable meals
0: and what's your little secret food pleasure you know we all have food habits that are a bit of a secret you know, I I wake up. I mean, mine is no more a secret because I interviewed my mother for the fiftieth episode of the show, and she yeah. did say that we have a family trait, which is we all wake up in the middle of the night, have cheese from the fridge, oh. have chocolate, coffee, and for the ones who smoke a cigarette, um, that's so Samir. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's Samir. He wakes up and he can actually eat meat in the night. One time he 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 becomes violent at night if if anyone approaches him. It's like a lion. <laughs> if if you go there and just try to put your hand inside that bag of uh, cookies He would just eat you um, He's half asleep But he will protect his meal at night uh, Me, I think Everything, to be honest In the morning, I love, I miss so much Arshalli. And I don't forget last... Uh, Interview you had with Chef Amer Mansour, you mentioned Ursheli. Uh-huh. That's why I beg you, you have to give me a good recipe of Ursheli. Promise, and I <laughs> will make it here. Arshali with with the uh, with tea in the morning, sweet tea in the morning. That was my favorite uh, breakfast for three years um, when I was back home in Nazareth. Wow! Just before I start practicing Aud. Wow! And I would love to have this
0: flavor back. So, Arshallah and Sweetie. Yes. It's a, Quite. It sounds quite a simple.
1: Yeah, it's it's you you said about uh, secret things. It could be as simple as this. I, yeah. You know. It's very my, complicated. My, yeah, <laughs> it's com- complicated to have it here. I, another secret is the Okay. The tabbouleh, I'm so sensible to uh, sensitive to tabbouleh. Uh, I I really perfect my own tabbouleh. Oh. And my favorite way of eating it is with making a spoon out of fennels. Ah, oh, nice. Yes. So you have the fennel freshness, but uh, with tabbouleh acid and sour. Amazing.
0: You're very health conscious in your even in your little dirty secrets of kitchens <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, for your kids i I feel you you share a lot of the those transmissions of of food of identity to your children um, yeah what I mean hat's favorite food is what?
1: Uh, Hatem, Habib albi he eats uh, when he since he was a baby he was trying everything everything uh, meaning he was not any at all interested in this naughty food such as cookies, chocolate, mm-hmm. uh sweets. Uh his grandma is naughty. <laughs> uh she comes to him with just like my grandma and my granddad. They used just to come to take to take us to their room and open a little drawer and give us a sweetie this mm. is what she does with him until she hooked him up she's she, like خلاص she, she bribes him with sweets but still he eats amazing food and i feel how much he does appreciate exactly what i do appreciate uh, sim- simply healthy food even even if it's not healthy but at least it's it's nicely done um we're crazy about Making food in this house since the <laughs> lockdown, Fadi. You cannot believe it was my pleasure the first month. Uh, how to go through what we have in 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 the house and how we can cook them within the coming ten days. No, no, I, know, I know, first? I
0: know. I will never forget the spelt flour sourdough bread. No, no, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> some yeah. of let let's just see? say some of the attempts worked. Some others. Some of them did Failed miserably. <laughs> <but> <laughs>
1: you see, I, I'm I'm not afraid. Yeah, yeah. I love I love failing because we do learn. You know, the, this only was by failing.
0: All of our as yeah. soon as lockdown <laughs> happened, I think all of us had to go through this moment of being like... I mean, oh. for, for me, it was just <laughs> like, wow, I actually cook <laughs> in my restaurant with a team behind me and yeah. there's a lot of stuff that's totally thought out. Now, <laughs> what I have in the kitchen is what I'm going to be using, which is fine for a chef if you're trying yeah. to do, you know, set meals and you, you like, you've planned them. But mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you're like, okay, so I have... A lot of courgettes. What am I going to do? I'm not going to be doing kusam every day. Like, literally, what am I going to do with those? And then yeah. bread all of a sudden becomes like this total obsession. The highlight. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody wanted to do bread. And, you know, I I, I mean, I'm lucky to be quite close to, I think, one of the best hummus places in the world, team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've not done hummus for a long, long time. So, with lockdown, I did hummus, because I missed hummus. Yeah. And I, you know, did my hummus, and then I actually recorded a show with it, posted it. And then a friend of mine, a very good friend of mine, calls me up, and he's laughing his head off. He's like, "Fadi, how long has it been since you've actually done a hummus before this one? <laughs> and you realize it's it's a lot of stuff like that, which we end up taking for granted, yeah Once yeah, you're locked up It's that's like wow true. Actually let's You perfect. know here
1: we couldn't find bread And when I yeah. went even to bring a, a, a Tinned hummus There wasn't So I had to buy uh, Bags of dried hummus
0: That's the best it, you see? It,
1: it, Definitely Definitely But uh, what I mean is, is We didn't have Any horizon of hope Of when we could get bread Mm-hmm I was, I, I called you, I said, you told me how we could create khamiri, uh, mm. yeast, because mm. I couldn't even find yeast. Um, and yeah, I, in a way, I'm so happy and proud of how we did survive those uh, uh, three weeks at the beginning. Mm. And certainly for some people, it was kind of a restart. They could now start appreciating or seeing things differently, what is really essential in, in life. Uh, let's say bread and not truffle. <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly. You see, the, these days it was this. It was at the beginning where I started to um, uh, plant my my uh, garden, and I said, "Well, I'm I'm gonna have probably to make more than one bed of potatoes because potatoes could last more mm-hmm. when I have them, uh, and will feed more than simply uh, cucumber." Mm. So, Hika, it's a restart button. This, uh, this coronavirus effect, but I did, I, I do think that it, it is helping us see things differently.
0: I mean, we're seeing the nature. I mean, you, you like I have lived in Paris in the past, and we've, have recently, uh, you know, when they East lockdown, people moved around, and a friend of mine sends me this picture of the Seine. They couldn't recognize Mm. it because it was clean. It was transparent. So there's a lot of stuff that we lived with which we were used to, and a lot of it in regards to eating, to the land, to the environment, Mm -hmm. which all of a sudden, yes, you're right, there's a restart. And then I have one last question. And Mm -hmm. you have to answer this one honestly. (laughs) Uh, I've been answering honestly. No, but that, that one is a difficult one.
1: <laughs> okay. Who's, Who's better, the best cook? You or Tamara? Oh, me and Tamara. Of course, it's a uh, difficult question. It's a, <laughs> Be yeah, careful la, what la. you're going
0: to answer. Um,
1: I'm going to tell her to sleep <laughs> that morning. <laughs> uh, la, she the, the problem with Tamara is that she works... Uh, hard from morning to night. Uh, And cooking is more than simply uh, the passion. It's also practicing it. Uh, Therefore, I say me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I think she will agree. Uh, And Hatim
0: will agree. (laughs) (laughs) You you know why I'm asking you this question? It's because when you filmed recipes during this lockdown... I yeah. always felt in all of she's wh- there. Whether it's the raw stuff you sent me and we we had a chat about, or the stuff you published, I just felt like Tamara's finger was always somewhere there guiding you. Oh, definitely. It's not guiding, but it's there. It's it's. Uh, sh- she's
1: a good um, chef. She she loves food and she's passionate about food. And and she, when she cooks something, when she. Um, sits there in the kitchen and just starts cooking she would end up with something definitely amazing but the issue with Tamara is sometimes she's she lacks of confidence because of the amount of times that she has been doing it only like it's as I said it's practicing Anna, when I make my my dish I don't taste I don't try Mm -hmm. I'm doing it I put it in the plate. I try it. It's perfect. Sometimes it needs just tiny li- little bit, but I remember it for the next time. I don't even add today. Uh, Tamara, before she serves the plate, she has to try it probably ten times uh, uh-huh. within the all the period of cooking, which is not bad. Um, but yeah, I think I think because I simply cook
0: more than her. So you, you're often. basically saying, practice makes perfect.
1: Yeah. Passion as well. She's very passionate about it, but practicing is just completing it. I'm not perfect at all. I do cook many times things that we didn't like. I, I admit, uh, but I am proud of it because I try things. But sometimes we're like, wow, that's a good thing we've just done now. We, we've never done it before. And that's the pleasure of it, that sometimes you do discover different uh, dishes that you just create yourself. And now we are in a bigger, bigger, much bigger challenge, Fadi, because we have kids. Everything has to be
0: baby-friendly. Yeah. So your kids eat what you cook, right? I mean, you just make sure it's baby-friendly and you all have the same meal.
1: Uh, Yeah, well, sometimes I do have to cut uh, smaller uh, cubes than the bigger ones kind of like make two uh, separate casseroles yeah. but it's 100% the same flavor
0: and that's wonderful because you're preserving and you're not only preserving but you're giving them this discovery of taste of flavors of yeah food which is just fantastic yes
1: yes and i'm very proud of them
0: thank you very much for having been with us this morning
1: thank you so much Freddy. it's and a pleasure
0: Keep on cooking because you're doing it great. Uh, maybe, <laughs> I think it'll take quite a bit of time until you're back performing after all of these lockdowns. Yes. So you have a lot of time to go on practicing <laughs> good cooking. <Hi. laughs>
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, Fadi. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, as much as it is pleasure to uh, give you always a hassle on your Instagram to ask you, how shall I do this? How shall I do that? I will never forget the the day that we spent together in Betlehem, trying things in the market, uh, f- and bringing the products to the to the hotel, cooking together, and then just trying your food. Such a pleasure! I cannot wait again to travel. The first thing that I'm going to go is is really to Betlehem and to visit you. Tamara's uh,
0: agenda is already booked for that. <laughs> you know, that day was was quite special because. I mean you're so passionate about food mm. and for somebody who's who's a chef and sometimes when I people come up with me to the market I feel at a certain moment that I'm boring them by like stuff that's <laughs> th- that is very relevant to me <laughs> but that's like totally boring to them because they're interested in food but not as much yeah. as you know like little stuff and with you it was okay. just like wow These guys are as (laughs) crazy as I am about food details. And I I mean, you know, if you remember, of course, you remember most of the butcher. Every time I see him, he's like, oh, how are the Jubran brothers?
1: How did they survive it? (laughs) No, no, no.
0: He's like, how are they doing? Because he's somebody who's extremely proud of what he does. And having Mm -hmm. had you guys all over his butchery going just like as if you were in That's a toy great. shop. That's great. It, it, like, <laughs> he, it makes him feel extremely proud of, of what yeah. he's doing. Exactly. <laughs> this, the, our passion, when you, when you see that
1: someone is passionate about the same thing of, of what you're passionate about, it makes you so proud. Uh, we, were, we think that we are weird going crazy about food everywhere we go. But yes, when I met you and met uh, your team and, and the people in the market... It it feels We're connecting. We uh, we know what we're talking about. It's just, um,
0: it's yeah. It's growing fire. Amazing. It it's being yeah. It's it's either growing fire or it's either being profoundly disturbed, because I do <laughs> have like memories of some of you before taking a train in a city. Um, being like, oh, we're in a place, in a hotel that's not cool, and we're not having a cool breakfast. And me remembering <laughs> that city and saying, well, there's actually one of the best bakers down the street. Oh, sah, مظبوط mas- مظبوط. Mas- I was, was in Paris. G- was gonna mas- miss mas- a train because of this, but you know what? Almost me. <laughs> that's what what food is about. I I really think, wherever you are, in the world, whoever you are with, um, food like connects us so much beyond our different mm-hmm. paths our different uh, for me it's a bit like music you yeah. there's there's this like connection of of a very s- spiritual between brackets it's
1: it's a safe zone yeah it's yeah. a zone where you feel that you're safe or or it's it's a place for us being on tour and being passionate simply about something so simple that you have and you don't even think about it in the daytime, which is zatar. <laughs> uh, Wissam has a bit of zatar in every concert we ha- we have, or in every tour we have. You could open his bag and you'd have a little bit of zatar, a little bit of this, of that, <laughs> and that just uh, uh, um, connects you back to earth. That brings you back to earth. Standing, you know where where you're standing. You are from here, you are somewhere else today. You are from Palestine, it reminds you every day where you come from. Sim- with simple things, with flavor or, or smell or music. And this is, yeah, this is our music, what we perform on stage. But this is our food, that we're what we eat when we go back to our houses. Uh, this is our country, this is our blood, this is our language. Mm -hmm. And this is our safe zone. This is where we come from. This is our story. And now we can create more stories.
0: It's about the story. At the end, Mm. it's a story. The story of every Palestinian family. And that's what's fantastic with what you guys do and and your work. I I have, you know, I've always admired your, your performances and your music. And... Thank you. With having Mahmoud Darwish being so present has made it just even more complicated for everybody, (laughs) including (laughs) myself, (laughs) in the sense where, regardless of whatever Palestinian background we come from, today Mm -hmm. we're extremely emotionally linked to your music, to Mahmoud's poetry. And for me, it's it's a continuation of what, at a different level, food does, which is wherever you are in the world. I mean, you're just describing the zatar uh, in in Wissam's bag. Um, yeah. We all look for this at a certain moment, mm-hmm. which is this like zone of total safety, which is our like. Not even safety. It's balance. It's it's balance. Definitely. It's remembering where you're from. It's remembering what um, you stand for. And and maybe in our yeah. cases, Palestinians, because of the reality of occupation and the reality of mm-hmm. being denied part of our culture, mm-hmm. it's not about being. Uh, I mean, you're not just musicians. If I I can be using this like this, yeah. There's so much more to that. Yani, uh, us
1: Palestinians, not only to I think um, none of us was born uh, just the mission that he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, kids, they are born, they are being politicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, every politician is, is being something beyond politician. Every teacher is being a flag for Palestine, every poet is being a color of this flag um but yeah that's our story where we come from it's It's a tough story today we are as we are speaking there's this uh big story about uh George Lloyd against black people um yeah we we join the same case unfortunately. And we don't want people to look at us Like they looked at uh, The Red Indians Mm. Because if if they look at us like this That's it, that will be a minor story Simple, it will be finished soon Mm. But we're beyond that And they should never ever Look at black people as if they are A special race No We are all the same race Um and we should not think about races in in, in in this two thousand twenty world. Um from here every every concert we we do it's a stage. Every stage for us it's it's a, a conference to the public to tell them not only us Palestinians but the rest of the humanity as well. But especially the the Palestinian case is a human case. And it's not no longer a political case. Uh, Through every successful story, uh, whether poet or poetry or music, but as well, what you are doing, you are giving Palestine a step ahead. You, with your projects, uh, whether it was the hotel or the restaurants, on every recipe that you give, in every flavor you give you're giving a push to to the palestinian human case thank this you. is where we come from those
0: are our flavours you know for me it's thank you for for saying this but for me it's and i think it's the same for for a lot of other people who who do things between the local and the international it's both sides it's one side towards the palestinians to say you you are allowed to be proud of your culture and identity, because that's something we forget a lot. Mm-hmm. And when you're under occupation, or when you're living in this global world, you tend to want to eat what you've seen somebody else eating on Instagram, the other side of the world, and you forget that your mother's cuisine is actually very, very good. Um, mm-hmm. And on the international or the, the side abroad is, yes, to say what you've beautifully said, which is we're all human beings. We Palestinians are not better than any other human being, but we are like every other human being, and we yeah. deserve to live our lives like everybody else wants to live their lives. Yeah. And, yeah, that's, that's what we all have to go on building yes. step by step, which is... We're there. We are proud mm-hmm. of our musical heritage. We're proud of our culinary heritage. We're proud of our, you know, at all levels, poetry, etc. But then we're also creating, like everybody else, contemporary mm-hmm. identities, which evolve. Exactly. And racism, and you've touched on racism, racism is one of the worst things, and in kitchens... It's a disaster because Mm. the moment you start thinking, you know, we're funny animals, the chefs. We're locked up in a kitchen. We don't really see who's in the restaurant. Mm -hmm. And that's a fantastic thing because I don't know if my customer is of European origin or African origin or Mm -hmm. Middle Eastern. And I don't care. I don't know if my customer is of this or that sexual orientation. I don't know if my customers of this or that political orientation. I care about sending out a plate that is the best we can produce. And being able to share a bit of this light and this pleasure with the guests. Regardless of who they are. And I think it's a blessing and a curse because when you're in a kitchen, it can become very, very hot and you're locked up. But (laughs) it's a blessing... Because you really understand that when you look at other people, it's not very important where they come from right. and what their looks are and what their you know the, the, the who they are. what's important is you do what you have to do, and it's share a moment that's very, very precious with them
1: Yes Adenaim,
0: thank you very much. Fadi, Thank Habibi you, Shukran. it was such a pleasure. Have a great day.
1: You too. And I wish you and all the listeners everywhere in the world a lovely day. And I wish we just had arshale today, this morning. <laughs> but I'm going to take from you the, the recipe and do it. And then Thank promise, you so
0: promise, promise I'll send you an Urshallah recipe. And maybe we'll even do an Urshallah episode. Yes, why not? Thank you very much. Why not? Thank you. Stay safe. You too. And very, very soon, hopefully,
1: for Inshallah. Inshallah. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. Bye bye.